Welcome to Vintage Burn, this is Kev. Marco. And Doug. And we're doing a new segment called Opinionated Pit, where we're going to talk about a certain metal segment, and then we're going to fight about it. We're going to just kind of go into it, give each other's opinions, and hopefully get more people calling in and giving us their opinions or telling us to fuck off. I mean, whichever. We're going to do this segment uh, starting, you know, monthly and when we do our monthly metal segment. So tonight we're going to be talking about the big four but not the albums that the big four had put out. Yes, we're talking about Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, and Anthrax. But we're going to talk about the bands that we think put out records that were, if not as good, maybe possibly even better than the big four's records in the early 80s. So I'll let you guys battle it out and figure out who wants to go first. Tell us about the records yeah, you think so, that are just as important. Okay, yeah, that's what I was just about to ask. So we're talking about specific records, right? Yeah, that are just as good. Record. I don't know about yeah. importance. All right, good, good. Uh, yeah, I don't care who starts, man. I got my number five. I think we should rotate it, though, as opposed to, like, the last time we did the lives, we kind of all sputtered off at once. But I think, cool. like, we should just do our fives and then do our fours. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That way? Yeah, go for it. All right. Yeah. All right. I got uh, – just so you know, I got ten written down just in case there's doubles. So I'm going to – if there's uh, – somebody mentions one, I'm going to actually push it out and push another one in my top five. Yep. All right. Uh, so I, you want me, I'll start. Fuck it. Number five I got on my list is I think uh, Sodom, Persecution Ooh. Mania. Uh, one of my favorite fucking records. If not, it, well, it's my favorite record by them. Uh, and I love that, Obsessed by Cruelty. But Persecution Mania wins simply because of Nuclear Winter. One of the best thrash songs fucking ever, in my opinion. And that, that album's just got that like raw power. But you can tell it's not as raw as Obsessed and it's not as clean as Agent Orange. But it has like that raw factor I like. And I was actually thinking about this earlier. Like, I, I, I think there's going to be a pattern. I think Doug is going to go a bit more primitive. I'm going to go kind of in the middle. And Kevin's going to go clean. Because I think that's our styles. <laughs> that's really funny, man. So, that's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I just have that feeling. And I do have a, a few cleaner albums, too, that I absolutely love. But, yeah, man, that's that's my number five, man. Anybody have any thoughts on that record? Uh, I, I think it's a masterpiece. Um, why do I have a feeling we're not going to be arguing we're just going to be jerking each other off talking about these albums <laughs> which is fine too you know what I mean yeah uh, I mean like I, I think I think Doug with me and you I think we're probably a little bit more similar yeah. as far as just stylistically so I think me and you will definitely have something to say like Kevin have you have you ever listened to this album uh, I've heard it, and I I, re- I just don't give a shit about Sodom. I just don't. It's just not my yeah. jam, man. And and I, and I get it. I think you're right. Uh, there's like we all have certain tastes, and we all think that some of these albums, sh- you know, should be. Um, I mean, in my like, if I had to compare that record to any of the Big Four's records, I would probably pick a Big Four record, honestly. No, and I get that. I mean, and and the thing we, we're gonna discuss. I mean, like, dude, like. I was thinking about this earlier, and I'd say, like, out of my top 20, just you're just thinking about it, I'd say, like, five of them are by the big four. So, yeah, you know what I mean? So, I mean, like, it's hard to compare. Now, do I think this album stacks up against, like, the best albums for the big four? Probably not. But it's it's better than some of their fucking records. You know, like, like the modern Slayer and 
and uh, a lot of Megadeth records and uh, every Metallica album since like 1986. So, you know. So the the tough part is we're trying to compare apples and oranges too. Like you said, like Sodom Persecution Mania versus fucking um, St. Anger. You know what I mean? Obviously. So we're talking about like the big four more so in there. Prime, prime, I would say. In their, their prime, prime, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no uh, way. No, 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 no. Not. Yeah, we're talking prime. We're talking about prime big four, early 80s. Um, what made them big? You know, e- even for Metallica, we're talking prior to the Black Album, before they really went mainstream. Even Megadeth, before they went mainstream. Just the, the big four thrash. Mm-hmm. So, so you guys might hate me for so this. You think but... that record? You, so, go for it. Oh, no, oh, no, I was... I'm, I'll just say real quick, yeah, I, I actually listen to that record more than I listen to any Big Four record, maybe aside from Peace Sells, but Who's Buying and Hella Waits. I'd say those two records why? I probably listen why, why, why to more. Just because those are two of my fucking favorite records, man. But I listen to it more than I listen to Metallica or Anthrax huh. or most of Megadeth's catalog, except for, you know, Peace Sells. Interesting. So, yeah. so for me, it's it's great. I mean, like I said, we just have stylistic uh, differences, bro. That's all. Bro. Bruh. So <laughs> the one thing I want to add before we kind of get too deep into this is, and you are going to disagree with me, Marco. Kevin, Kevin, I'm not so sure. I don't know. But I honestly feel that, like, Anthrax is in the big four just by, like, the skin of their ball skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you guys I, know. Do you, go ahead. I'm just not a big John Bush era fan. Um, I, I was already done with them by then. I know it's a little bit different for you. But so if you look at it that way, there's only, what, maybe three? Well, I know you're all three or four. Where you have, uh, like, say, Overkill, who's had fucking 15 albums or whatever over, you know, 35 years. Never stopped, never slowed down, never changed. Like, I just think that spot could be filled in a little bit better. And I know we've talked about this in the past. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I, I love early Anthrax. I mean, you know, no thanks to you, Doug, here. But, uh um, it's funny, but speaking of John Bush, I just started to get into Armored Saint. Okay. So I'm starting to enjoy their stuff. Is that, has that changed your Anthrax, um, your, your view on like later Anthrax or are you still kind of no. like the Armored Saint, but no, I don't even listen to, I mean, I, I rarely ever listen to later Anthrax. Uh, I mean, when I think of Anthrax, I think of Belladonna and I don't give a shit about anything else. Yeah, I mean, I like Fistful of Metal, but Neil Turbin. Oh, well, even even Neil Turbin. I mean, like, yeah, that first record, I think, is it's a great record, but yeah, it got better, you know. Um, but but I think I would say I would say I would give Fistful of Metal, and then you know a- everything up to John Bush. It, it's good. It's just not Anthrax, in my opinion. They should just change the name of the band. What do you think of yeah. that, Marco? Because I know uh, you're I mean, you're a Bush fan, right? I like I like two Bush albums. I like Sound of White Noise, and I like We've Come for You All. I think those two records are really good. Uh, they're still not as good as Belladonna era, but I still listen to those sometimes. I mean, once in a long while. But what I want I was about to say was, uh, do you guys do you guys know how how the Big Four was determined? Do you know? No. How? how? It's it's just based on record sales. It's they're the top four thrash selling bands, and that's why they're the Big Four. That's well, the I, only reason. I, I always thought it was based off of the first record releases, like the original record releases for that time. Frame. No, 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 no. It's because totally, they're all, it's, 
It's interesting. No, okay. I get it. I get, I get why you would think that, but no, it's literally based off their record sales. That's the only oh. reason it's determined. They're the top four selling thrash bands of all time. So that's why they're wow. the big four. Wow. That's yeah. it. Okay. I mean, there's really no other reason. I mean, you could all have your opinions on your own big four. I mean, everybody. And that's why I hate the big four argument when people get like all fucking mad about it. You know, it's like, dude, it's just based on record sales. Make your own big four. I don't care. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So that's just you a know? marketing ploy or it's not even really right. based off of history is what you're saying. It's not, it's not an actual historical like landmark. It's really just like, oh yeah, these are the guys with the best sales. So you're going to be considered the big four thrash. Right. All right. Absolutely. So I guess that makes. So I guess in that sense, yeah. If that, if it goes by record sales and that's what they're going by, then they all deserve their spots. Then, but I just I just always felt like there's other bands more deserving. But like you said, Marco, just make your own. You know, like at that point. Yeah, man. What's, what's your I, number I, five, Doug? What's your number five? Who's my number five? Yeah. I I would say probably I would say Overkill. If it, if we're going for like the U.S. kind of West Coast or the U.S. thrash, I would say probably Overkill. All right. But what album? Well, he said in the number five, like in uh, oh, if oh. we're a big five. No, I think he meant what's your number five album. No, what's your number five album? Oh, number four. I'm yeah. sorry, I misunderstood. Uh, so these are really in no specific order, but I'm gonna go with uh, Heathen Victims of Deception, 1991. Ah, I, I could cross that one off my list. Yeah, you I got that up. one on my list too. So. Which there's a little tidbit too that I forgot that they did, they did before that came out they did a demo with Paul Bailoff. Um, they did Hypnotize and Mercy is No Virtue, um, which I don't know we must have heard at some point in time, Kev, right? Yeah. Does that does that sound familiar? Yeah. I can't I can't remember what that sounds like and if it was any good, but I think yeah. thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Not not so much. I don't know. Yeah. There, there's no argument for me here. That's absolutely a, a top 10 classic. Actually, Doug's uh, ex bought that for my birthday for me on vinyl. So, that's right, uh, from like Europe somewhere. Yeah, man. And, uh, and I always appreciate it because that's a, an album that I absolutely fucking adore. So I, I honestly have no argument, man. Uh, yeah, the, only, a- the only thing is the, uh, the one thing I can't stand I skip is the guitar moni part. Uh, but aside from that, I fucking every song is a fucking bang. Oh man, that song's great though too. It is, but I just, I just, I hate the uh, how it blends into the record. But I love like their cover of "Kill the King" is amazing. Oh, it's oh, awesome. fucking amazing. Yeah. There's also another cover out al- uh, on that um, album. Do you guys know what song or band? I not that I can recall. No. I, I believe Hellhound is Tigers of Pantang. Oh, okay. oh really? Yeah, you, you know what? It makes sense because it actually sounds like something that they didn't write. So he- I never Hel- actually Hel- knew Hel-Bond. that. Yeah, that makes sense. But, but I'm gonna del- I'm gonna fact check that, but I'm 99 sure. Yeah, that sounds. You know, you're right, and Marco's right too. It sounds like something that they wouldn't write because it was just mm-hmm. it was a little it was a little too early sounding for what what they were doing with how heavy that record was. Yeah. All right, well, my number five here, in no particular order, I'm, I'm just doing it, and I, I give credit to Doug, wouldn't have known about this band. It's a fucking perfect record front to back. It's Wargasm's 1988 record, Why Play Around. Nice. Boom. That's in my honorable mentions. I mean, I'm telling you, man, the classical influence, the fucking riffing, uh, just precision drums, bass, and 
you know, these guys were a three-man band, and they just crushed on this record. And then, I know, the 90s hit and just ruined a lot of people, including Wargasm. And it sucks because, fuck, these guys just, they knew how to play thrash the way it should have been played, man. They really, they, I honestly, they could have been fucking huge if they were around in the early 80s. Oh, God. And they're local boys, too. Yeah, that's right. They're uh, not not from Boston, per se, but... New England is... from Stoughton, you know? Stoughton, yeah. Yeah. So man, I was uh, as actually I, I, I saw an interview with them. Uh I forget the guy's name. What's the ma- the singer's name, Bo- I believe. Bob Mayo. Bob Mayo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and uh, and I, I remember he said he's from Stoughton, the gay side of Brockton or something like that. <laughs> 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 but uh, um, because it's nothing going on. There's an old story um, from one of a, a friend that me and Kevin grew up with. Their older brother was in a, a bunch of bands. And I remember he was, you know, he's a metalhead since way back. And I remember there was a video that Bob Mayo was in. He was like, you know, it was like a live video. And I don't remember what band or what song. But you see Bob Mayo in the, um, in like the front of the crowd. And he looked just like Weird Al, I guess. And people were like freaked out for the longest time because I thought Weird Al was just like, Secretly, this huge metal head because it looked just like it with the big curly black hair. <laughs> but that—that that is a great choice. I remember—I remember, I remember um, finding that on tape a hundred years ago in like the middle of nowhere in some dirt mall. And then um, I remember when I bought it on CD, I drove all the way to Boston. This is like probably I don't know 2003 or four. And then I remember going to Boston, paying like 150 bucks for the CD. And then going right to Kevin's and like having to burn it for me. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. Rocking out to fucking uh, Orgasm. My God, it's just such a good record. It really. Yeah, is. And, and it's another one I give uh, to the the Doug Camp. Uh, Doug had two copies of it on vinyl, and he ended up giving me one because uh, he's such a nice guy. Nice. So, what a what a guy. <laughs> yeah. So that's two two albums that I've gotten you know out of the Doug Camp. Mark you know, over your, time. What's your number four? <laughs> Uh, so this one I think you'll like, Kevin. I think uh, this is, might be like the one that uh, you will agree with. But uh, I got 1988's, Cor- oh, I almost said it like the Europeans do, Coroner. Coroner, Punishment oh. for Decadence. Nice. Oh, sh- All right, yeah. crossed that one off the list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, Mass Jackal, fucking excellent song. They were, you know, a lot of people consider them to be like the thrash version of Rush, like uh, yeah, dude, the they're totally proggy, they're proggy, proggy thrash. But this yeah. is before they went like full on prog, which right. I still like those records too, and yeah. uh, like technical thrash or whatever. But they still had a lot of thrash, but you can hear a lot of technicality in their playing, and they're amazing. And a little, a little side note, I, I just learned this. Uh, I watched a corner YouTube video where they were talking about how they got together. Tom G. Warrior was actually an original member. Really? Well, I get, then yeah, again, man. Switzerland's only so big, so. Right. And, uh, and uh, the singer of Coroner, I think, roadied for Hellhammer. So there's a connect, couple connections there that's as far cool. as they go. So that's just something I learned. I just love, again, how progressive but thrashy it is. It's a perfect mix. Mash Jackal's one of the best songs. Skeleton on the Shoulder. Uh I forget if Arclight's on that album because I love R.I.P. too. But uh, but anyway, I believe, I believe Arclight's on Punishment. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, I believe too. But I, I I get a couple songs confused from them. But I love that record, dude. Fucking love it. Yeah, and I'm kind of bummed. I got in a corner kind of like later. I didn't get them into like my like late teens, which 
I remember um, another personal story at our local Newbury Comics, which we talked about a couple casts ago. Um, there was a dude that worked there, and it was funny. He was super cool. You would uh, he'd always wear like these like over you know he'd wear like a Punisher shirt with like a uh, a flannel shirt over it. You wouldn't know he was a metalhead, but he'd walk in and it'd be fucking corner playing. And was like, who the fuck's playing this? You know, and then come to find out, it's someone we actually kind of knew. You know, to two degrees, but. And he, he actually turned me on a lot of bands that I never would have thought to, or would never know to check out. But Corona was one of them. Did I lose you guys? Yeah. No, Doug was yeah. number four. Um, all right, number four. I'm going with Flotsman Jetsam, Doomsday for the Deceiver. Oh, yeah. You guys remember on the We Summon the Darkness cast, I was beating off over uh, Jason Newstead and how he doesn't get enough love on this album. He's a goddamn... Bass god on this fucking album. Yeah, and he plays uh, finger bass, which is weird that he switched it up to in Metallica. I don't understand. I'll never. Understand. I wonder if he was forced to, because you know, yeah, you can hear every finger, so. every note in Doomsday. He plays that like a fucking lead guitar, for Christ's sake. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if he went back to playing now that he's not Metallica. I don't even know if he's playing finger bass again. But I mean, we saw it clear as day in the videos. I think we, yeah, it was on the special edition CD, Doug, that you and I were like, you know, watching back when we got it um a hundred years ago and it was uh we were i was like is he playing finger bass in this band what the fuck happened to this guy yeah he was he was just an animal he he got it was probably the best and worst thing you know that ever happened to him was joining metallica yeah, but dude hammerhead iron tears doomsdays for the zebra metal shock awesome just yeah. fucking front to back classic de fura de fura yes i love that song fritz fritzilla fritzilla Awesome instrumental. Mm-hmm. Probably pronouncing that wrong, but again, I, I think nobody's going to disagree with you on this one, man. I think it's excellent. Yeah, that's it's just a, a fucking classic. Uh, what's your number four, Kev? Uh, again, no particular order here, but I'm gonna have to go. I mean, if we're just talking straight thrash, I, I had a hard time with this because it's just a. I like the band, their catalog in general, but we're we're talking about old school thrash. I'm gonna go with Zentrix. 1989's oh. Shattered Existence. Nice. I forgot about Zentrix in this. Yep. Marco, you're you're a Zentrix fan, right? Yeah, man. I actually have that album on my honorable mentions. The uh, English Metallica. Yeah, pretty much. Or the <laughs> English Mortal Sin. <laughs> I could see that too. <laughs> Well, Mortal uh, Sin is the Australian Metallica, so I wanted to... I'm just trying to shout out some bands that aren't Metallica. <laughs> you know, that's the whole thing about doing this. You try to, you know, open up pe people's eyes to different bands, you know? Educate the world about other great music fits in yeah. the same genre. Marco, what's your number three? Uh, creator, Tell for Certainty. Ooh. Uh, it's by far my favorite creator record. I was going to go with Extreme Aggression because it's more polished, and that'd be something that'd be more up your alley, uh, Kevin. But this is where they started getting their shit together musically, and that drum intro to fucking Terrible Certainty is amazing. Uh, behind the Mirror, man. Just the intensity on this record is unbelievable. It's really super fast and uh, pretty crazy, but I love it, man. I, I just get off on that shit. I listen to it constantly. And I also love Extreme Aggression, too, so I, it was kind of a fight. Do I pick Extreme Aggression? Because it's definitely more accessible. Uh, but, yeah, I went with just my favorite, Terrible Certainty. That's it. Great. Great fucking pick. 
I'm surprised I didn't go German at all on this. I was trying to keep it somewhat what? Really? American. Yeah, I mean, I, I had like I had like Creator Endless Pain or uh, Terrible Serenity, like as like uh, if someone picked uh, the 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 few I have, I know no one's gonna pick, so I'm not gonna get to the the backups. But yeah, I didn't go as a German, and I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, there was no parameters. We we just discussed just albums, so I I didn't know if we were going American or German. So yeah, I definitely, actually. All three of my bands are from uh, Germany and Switzerland. So Sweet. That's awesome. <laughs> no, it's good. All right, That's Doug, you're up. Yeah. All right, so number three, I'm going to go with Demolition Fucking Hammer, Tortured Existence. Oh, yeah, That's on my honorable mentions. Yeah. 1990, oh, dudes are from New York, and they just fucking brought it. They hurt. This is like, I, I, I know, I can't think of anything before this that was this, this brutal, um, just front to back. It's just. Fucking brutal. Um, Kev, you enjoy some demolition ham from time to time, right? Or not so much? Uh, I don't. I, I haven't given it enough love. You've played it all the time, and I mean, again, I think Mark was right. I like more of the technical, progressive stuff, more of the polished. clean vocals. I like the polished, polished. clean vocals. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just not about that life. But it's it's not that I, I can't say anything. I really I can't. It's just not my cup of tea. They're going to progress yeah, their right. riffs right into your ass, Kevin. Yeah, maybe. So I love their fucking brutality, man. Like, their riffs are just so fucking heavy and so mosh-driven. And I also, I think, like, the song that I've probably played the most in the last few years that's a thrash on is obviously, it's on that album. It's Neanderthal. Yes. Uh, uh, and that's become one of my favorite thrash songs ever. And, uh... Yeah, I love the band, man. And I've seen them, what, like seven times since they've come back a couple years, you know, four years ago, five years ago. So I'm, I'm kind of like a super fucking fanboy when it comes to them. Speaking of heavy uh, and brutal, my number three is Megadeth Risk. Uh, just an unbelievable record made uh, during a great time in the ni- <laughs> late 90s. I'm just fucking kidding. Oh, man. Can we just bury that album? It never existed. No, oh, that's uh, terrible. Uh, Do you want to crush three, it? Yeah. Uh, ooh. <laughs> that was great. That was great. That was you know, good, Doug. Just real quick before Kevin continues, you know well that's played. like a big hockey song, right? NHL. Yeah, crush him. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I know uh, it was a wrestling anyway, song for a while too. I think. Yeah, probably. WCW used a lot of metal back in the day. Uh, uh. But Kevin, what's your real one? Uh, <laughs> um, again, no particular order here, but number three, I'm gonna have to go with Evil Dead: Annihilation of Civilization. Ooh, see that one? That one kind of surprises me out of you, man, because they, yeah. they kind of, they, yeah. yeah, man. I, I think, yeah, they're pretty fucking intense and their vocals well, because, aren't it's, it's because vocal, clean. yeah, vocally, it's um, but but this is where. As a kid, I started to appreciate more, like, just harsher vocals. I mean, look, I love Exodus, too, and I, I should have had, had them on the list. But, um, you know, I just started to expand beyond some of the clean stuff. So it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love Evil Dead. I'm excited for their new record, too. It's fucking, so far, the two tracks are spot on. It's great. You know, they make fun of politics. They do. Every, I mean, they, they're doing it right now. They couldn't have picked a better time to release a record. Yeah, I wonder if uh, I forget his name, man. The, the guitarist of Body Count was the original member of that band, also an Agent Steel. Uh, uh, to do with it. Yeah, yeah, the dude, the dude from Agent Steel. Um, I forget, and Body I forget Count. his name, but he's he's in Body Count too. That's unfortunate. Uh, but he's uh, oh, I he's, love Body Count. Stop. Do you really? <laughs> oh, I love him, man. I love yeah, him. Yeah, he's uh, he's Great in live both act, of his bands. 
I don't know if he's in the new Evil. De- I don't know if he's on the new Evil Dead record, but it was his band, you know. So I would assume I would assume that he plays a like a pretty integral part. I mean, he's also a really good guitar player. I think it's Juan. I think his first name's Juan. I could be mistaken. I don't know. It is. No, you're right. Yeah. I believe that's what it is. Yeah. I cool. Believe that's yeah. Yeah, and I tried. I mean, I tried to get into Agent because of I just love the riffing and like some of the technicality of Evil Dead. And then I tried to listen to Agent Steel, and you know those those vocals were just too much for me. Um, but good band, really good band. The guys in those bands are are pretty awesome. So, Marco, what's your number two? Well, uh, you just mentioned them, but uh, I'm just going to go with uh, one of the greatest thrash albums ever made. You know, it might be my second or third. It's definitely in the top five. Exodus Bonded by Blood. Nice. Yeah. I mean. Babe Law, fucking crazy vocals. Uh, I'll rape and murder your wife. Stabbing people. Fucking talk about just absolute murder in the front row. That fucking album from front to back is one of the most intense things I've ever heard in my fucking life. And uh, me and Doug, actually, when we went on 70K, we got to see them play that album in its entirety. And they played songs off it they haven't played in fucking... Ever. I, I think there's a couple they haven't played ever and a couple they haven't played in like 30 years. And it was just like one of the greatest things ever. I had such a good time. The wind was fucking bumping. That's awesome. I was just headbanging, just going nuts, man. That, yeah, that album to been... me is, oh man. And the fucking album cover, even though a lot of people say it's a shitty album cover with the two babies, fucking devil babies, fucking, uh, what, what is it? The, what do they call it when they're connected there? Uh, Cyborg, um, conjoined I'm, twins. Conjoined twins. Yeah, that. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cyber twins. I, <laughs> I like the cover. I know it's. I think it would have been looked. Uh, it was appropriate. It was appropriate to its time, man. It was appropriate to its time. Yeah. yeah. And to the intensity of that record, you know, you, you know what I think of it is it's funny. Is I think of it like, like an evil like 1984 Van Halen cover. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, it's that cover, but evil fucking drawn babies. It's just yeah. fucking awesome. No, it's good. It's good for, I mean, I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Kevin, I just want to thank you again for selling me that original copy like 15 years ago. <laughs> was that, was that on vinyl or on CD? Oh, on vinyl. I think I got the CD after, but I got the, the vinyl first. Oh, I can't even remember. <laughs> From what, you. Was it, did I, was it a picture disc I sold you? No, it was just a regular, regular, oh. uh, regular, pre- uh, you know, non-picture disc. But I'm glad I scored that one on fucking original. There's certain ones that I want the originals. That's definitely one. Especially one that you... Have you guys ever seen, like, the dumb Bonded by Blood? Uh, it's, like, a red and black. It's, like, a crowd. It, it, look, it looks like... Um, I don't know. It, it just... They, they tried doing something with the cover, and it looks fucking terrible. Yeah, it's supposed to be blood. It's supposed to be uh, actual blood cells. Is that what that's supposed to be? I thought yeah. it was, like, a crowd, yeah. like a... Yeah, yeah, it is, but it's supposed to be a picture of a crowd, but with the red, the way they have the red dots, and so, it's supposed to be blood cells, get it, bonded by blood, and it's a crowd of people united to listen to Exodus. <laughs> Fucking yeah, terrible. Could have done without that. <laughs> yeah, terrible. All right, so what do we got, two more apiece? Oh, no, you got... Yeah, this is your number two, Doug. I got All right, one so... left. All right, so number two in no no particular order. I'm going to go with uh, – you guys might laugh at this one, but Onslaught and Search of Sanity with fucking Steve Grimmett from Grim Reaper. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, man. Uh, the uh, riffs I'm, on this album. I'm not with it. Really? Yeah, no, Marco's never been a fan. Or no, at least, not, I'm not a fan, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare that shit. Like, I'm more into, like, uh, 
uh, uh, with the fuck the force. I love the force, but go ahead. Oh, anyway, you like that? You like the heavier vocals, but I mean that album with with Steve Grimmett's vocals. It's just like two power. I mean, it's it's basically a power uh, unit of a band. You know, you just got you've got Can, one great heavy metal vocalist with. Is you know, it? Too, just, is it is it too soon to call him Captain Grimmett? Because he's got a, a wooden leg? Arr. Captain Grimmett. <laughs> Marco, that was really grim. <laughs> it was a really Grimmett? It was really Grimmett. my wooden leg. Wow, you guys are bad. <laughs> I'm not... That's all right. He did it to himself, damn it. No, the best Dude. Grimmett thing ever is when he's on Beavis of Butthead with Grim Reaper and they're talking about how ugly he is. Yes, oh, yes, fucking, yeah. I was just going to say that. I've ever seen. Probably my favorite Beavis and Butthead moment, like as far as the videos go, they're just so fucking brutal on that. Yeah, but remember, if you get made fun of on Beavis and Butthead, you're making money and you're getting you're getting famous. So that's like the best part. People are like, ah, oh, they're making fun of me? Perfect. I don't give a shit how much they make fun of what I look like. He looks like he just won first place in the pig contest at the local <laughs> fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, Doug, I'm sorry. I did cut you off, so... Uh... Yeah, go ahead, man. Your your uh, take on the album. Uh, yeah, so it's funny. This one that Kevin got me into years ago. Um, thank you for the original CD, Kevin, by the way. Uh, but <laughs> but put put out in '89, you know. So you know, it, years after the Force and um, what was their other album? Why am I? Power from Hell. Power from Hell. Thank you. Which I do love those albums, but this one here is just it was kind of. We've talked about this in the past too, but it's just like Whiplash, where like two, you know, one singer for the first two albums, the third one, same great band but new singer. It kind of just it had it brought a different essence, and um, it, re- it revitalized the band, you know. Yeah, and I just I love the riffs on that. I love uh, I love some couple long songs, but just I love uh, In Search of Sandy. That's a, yeah, a monthly good. listen for sure. It's a good record. It's a good record. I I, I agree. It's a good record, but. Eh, would I compare it to most of the big four prime time? Nah. That's just me, though. It's better than anything John Bush ever did with Anthrax. Well, that's why I said prime time. I didn't, I'm not talking about Bush. It, 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 and I agree with you, except for Sound of White Noise. But you got to remember, Sound of White Noise has had a big impact on me because of my age. And it was yeah. huge when I was like 12 or 13. And what were you listening to at 12 or 13? Offspring? Uh, I was know, getting into Metallica uh, and Candle, you know, some hey, of the more mainstream heavier stuff. Yeah. Marco, was it really only your age? Yeah, it was actually. Yeah, yeah. All right. You know, I figured I had room for one more in the Black make, Lodge where I live. Just making sure. All right. So look, <laughs> my my number two here. I uh, I I I'm gonna let you guys help me decide because I could. There's three bands on the list here. Um, if you had to pick between an obscure band and a well-known band, a well-known band but still not as big as the big four guys. Which one would you want me to pick here? Because I could do, like I said, a well-known band that's not as big as the Big Four, or a band that's not even close to being well-known. I want, I'm I not want even close. Yeah, I not want even close. close. You guys are gonna yeah. know this though. I know you will, but a lot of people out there may not know this band. Forbidden, 1990s, twisted into form. Great record. Nice. Crossing that one off. Nice. Had that on had that on cassette when I was like 10 years old. Uh, it means a lot to me. Uh, over time, though, I think I I got more into their first record. But dude, I can't I can't disagree, man. That's a great fucking and, album. And honestly, their last record, God, I wish they would put something else out. 
Fucking Omega Waves was awesome when it came out in 2010. That record ripped. They still ripped. I mean, it was, you know, half of the band was a different band, but it sounded just like Forbidden. It didn't sound like anything different. They had a, they had an amazing, amazing lineup. Um, and I'm glad Doug pulled me to see them in the middle of nowhere in Manchester, New Hampshire, before I moved up here. I didn't even know that fucking Manchester existed. Marco, so, yeah. did, you, did, did you go to that one? It was Overkill, Forbidden... No. Uh, no. Gamma Bomb, Evile, and there was one more from that, like, kind of, like, 18th wave of thrash. Gamma Bomb, mm-hmm. Evile, Bonded by Blood, Overkill, and Forbidden. And then Cryptor, the bunch of dudes from Marlboro, they are probably all a 13, 14 getting dropped off from their mom's van, uh, opened the show, and it was fucking just such a killer fucking show. And they were great. They were really good. It was like a great opener, man. I mean, they, they were, a lot of people were getting into them from the start. So Yeah, Forbidden blew me away. Fucking oh, blew me away. So good. So good. Marco, you're number one. Uh, Doug, you, do you think uh, you could guess what my number one is? <sighs> I'm going to go with De- De- Death Angel. Nope. Ult- Ultraviolence? No. No, no, I love that album. That's that's an honorable. That's an honorable. But uh, uh, I just gave you one shot. It's uh, come on. What band do I listen to the fucking most, man? We talk about them constantly. They've already been brought up. I'll give you ten seconds, three seconds. <laughs> I don't know. We've listened, we've been talking about a lot of bands. Oh, okay. Overkill taking over is my name. Okay. Uh, All right. One of the best. One of the best over. One of literally the best opening tracks of all time. Uh, with Deny the Cross. I love the way it opens. That whole fucking... Dan, 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 dan. You know what I'm talking about. And then just like that. That fucking speed it comes in with. And you need to be stand cheesy fucking... Like gang vocal song. Sing along song. But I love it, man. Uh, Fatal is swallowed a hot and heavy load. A dead man's poison. You know that? It's great. And, uh, you know, like Power Surge. Wrecking Crew. I, I could name that whole fucking album. Uh, Fear is Name. Overkill 2, the, the the whatever continues. And dude, Maybe. that album to me might be my most listened to thrash record of all time. It's honestly, I think, better than to me, to me, any better than any big four record ever made. Uh it obviously competes with a few, but man, it's right there, man. It's top tier shit. And uh, you know, I wish that we could fucking talk about twenty records, but uh you know, like <laughs> I, know. I love this record, man. We'd be this here all night, fun. dude. You're, no, you're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna give. I'm, don't trust me. I'm gonna lift off, list off another four or five when we're done with our shit, and that's it. But look, man, fucking man, that album gets me so pumped, man. Like, I wish they would play it, that shit in its entirety. Marco, I should have known because that was also my number one too. I shit you not. Oh wow! All right, Overkill well. taking over. Yep, got it written right here, and I had to cross it out. But I'm glad you brought it up, because that, that's definitely worth a fucking number one mention. Well, all right, since you guys are jerking each other off over Overkill right now, my, my number one spot has to go to Testament 1988, the uh, New Order. Okay. I knew that was going to be your number one. Yeah, man, it's just, it has to. You know, that was their Ride it, of Lightning. It was their... I mean, I, their first record's amazing. Um, Legacy's great, but it's just this is this record's just fucking killer. Skolnick just crushes and just adds just a whole another layer to thrash metal that that you didn't get. Um, yep. All right, my number one. 
Even though it, you you chose mine, so I get one more. Uh, I'm going with Hollow's Eve: Tales of Terror. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's a cool one. Great record. That uh, it was been that that or Whiplash: Power and Pain. But I love you know me. I'm a huge what, Whiplash fan. But what what about Death and Insanity? You didn't you don't think that compares? I I do, but if I had to choose between the two, I would gotcha. go with Tales of Terror. Yeah. It's just yep. um, they they say that. I read somewhere, maybe you told me, fucking Metal Sponge, that like Tales of Terror is kind of considered one of the first crossover type albums. Yes, 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 it is. And and I, um, they, they still, you know, they definitely have a little bit of that crossover sound in that time. But man, um, I, I gotta listen to them. Actually, speaking of, you know, two days before Halloween, what a band Dude, that's fucking gonna, rip! What a band! I was gonna, rip. S- I was gonna say, I'm surprised that's not on your uh, your no. Halloween mix, dude. Fucking. No, throughout the roof, dude. Alan yeah. the Dolls, Hello Z. Oh, yeah. So that though, that perfect. Yeah, I'm, I miss them. Um, they played. They reunited like ten years ago. Played the the metal um, hardcore metal fest, and I didn't go. Yeah. I'm like, ah, they'll be you know back again. Like every other band that said they're gonna do a reunion show and it goes well and then they play a hundred other shows you know but that wasn't the case with them i'm kicking myself still and i know you guys are going to do your honorable mentions here so i'm just going to get mine out of the way and it's literally one fucking band okay i'm just going to say defiance um a lot like they sound a lot like testament and metallica mix but more technical than both bands uh their records product of society uh void terra firma and beyond recognition they put out a new record, uh, but I can't find it anywhere anymore. I had it on CD. Doug probably owns it now. Um, but no, but I, what, I bought that one on CD too. But did you? I might even actually. I might have it in the basement somewhere. I don't know. I'm, but but I gotta rip it at least, I guess, to my my iCloud account because um, I, I just love all four records they put out. Uh, the drummer ended up going to do like uh, you know Hollywood work and as a drummer, and he was doing live production shows and stuff like that as a drummer in like jazz and. Um, I, the singer went on to a band that I know Doug doesn't really care for. I don't even care for myself. Skin Lab, back in the day. Uh, yeah, yeah. like that re- the reggae weird like rock metal. I don't band know. I don't know what I don't know what Skin Lab were, but I, I, you know, it was I think that's what they time. do. But man, he had a great voice. You know, he had a Chuck Billy sounding voice, and uh, the whole Didn't band. Dave Lombardo drum for Skin Lab. I don't know. He may have. He's drummed for a lot of people. But real quick, uh, what was the name of the album that you ended up buying that I found for you, Doug? Oh, Product of Society, original pressing. That's right. Yeah. So what, what, there was a fucking funny story, right? Doug came to visit me, and we went to uh, Salem Record Exchange. Shout out to them, man. I bought a lot of shit there, so shout out to them. Uh, I sold a lot of vinyl CDs. But anyway, uh, me and Doug were actually conversating like on the way there or a little bit before. And I'm like, dude, what's like the one album you hope you find? And he mentioned... That's what he said was De- <laughs> Defiance Product of Society. So they don't have like a specified metal section. So, you know, I look in D just, you know, I'm like, yeah, we're not going to find this shit. So I look in D. It's not there. And I remember now I'm just flipping through records. And I don't remember what letter I was in. I was probably in the S's or the T's or whatever. And it was misplaced. It was just sitting there in like the T section. And fucking so Doug, I'm like, Doug, I fucking can't believe this shit. It's right here. And it's such a like an obscure band, you know, like not to say that they're the most obscure band, but definitely like a casual thrash fans don't know Defiance. No. You know? Especially so, product of society too. It, it, and this is not Defiance the punk band either. Not to be confused with the punk band. 
Right. Yeah, that, that's I, a cocktease. Man, I thought it was just amazing. Like, the fucking luck. I couldn't believe it. And still to this day, I actually think about that once in a while. I'm like, man, I wish that shit would happen to me once in a while. Whoa, guys. <laughs> hey, hey, speaking of, so this is kind of crazy. Uh, coming up on Vic Records, uh, as of November 27th, 2020, Defiance are releasing Checkmate, the demo collection. Oh, that sounds cool. It's coming out on uh, double CD containing demos from 86, 88, 89, 91, and 94. Cover art by Thomas uh, Pinero, who does Possessed, Lobotomy, Malevolent Creation. It's actually a fucking sick looking. Doug, you'll really like this cover. It's it's like a real active chessboard with death as the the player. Oh, that's cool. Very seventh seal. So. So that's cool. Yeah, I guess they're on a, another record label, so maybe we're, we'll get a re-release of everything. That would be that would be awesome. That'd be cool. So real quick, I just want to shout out a couple records. I'm not going to talk about them, but I just want to say these are records people should check out. They they were on the, the cusp of making my top five. They were in my top ten. But uh, I, I got Dark, Dark Angel, Darkness Descends, 1986. Rigor Mortis, the best band from Dallas, fuck Pantera. I like Pantera, yeah. though. But 1988, self-titled. Yeah. Annihilator, Canada, Alice in Hell, 1989, mm. which I'm actually kind of surprised that didn't come up. Or Never Neverland. Yeah. I love yeah. that record too. Razor, one more Canadian band, Shotgun Justice, 1990, and I got one more that's a, a little more raw, kind of a sleeper, and not a lot of people know unless you're like a deep thrashhead, but a Slaughter Strapado, and not like that oh, yeah. fucking uh, Fly to the Angels slaughter. This is Canadian God. slaughter. Another Canadian, so, yeah. Another Canadian slaughter. They're, they're a little know, more, so, like, punky almost, right? To an extent, yeah, but they're fucking raw. I mean, I know Kev, that would be, like, the bane of Kevin's existence if we played that whole album for him. But yeah, I, I love Strapado. I love it. It's such a fucking intense record. But, yeah, I just wanted to mention those records because they were all kind of on the cusp. And uh, so, yeah, man, that's it. That's what I got. For everything, if anybody wants to mention some honorables, go ahead, man. I just got a few honorables. I wanted to, um, since we're kind of going obscure, I wanted to go um, Infernal Majesty, None Shall Defy, another Canada obscure uh, metal band. Also, um, oh my god, you don't have uh, this written down. Like, maybe you're not, you're not prepared. No, well, I figured thrash is my bag, so I fucking, I just can't. I'm, I'm, I'm so overwhelmed with all this thrash talk. I'm going to go with uh, T- Tanker, Beast of Bourbon, and uh, there was one more Canadian band, and I fucking, oh my god, alright. Is it sacri- Sacrifice? Oh, no, it's Sacrilege, but Sacrifice would be a great one. They're another That's, Canadian. That... I have, like, 20 more honorable mentions. Majesty? Infernal list. Majesty? Yep, that was that was my first one, Nunchell Defy. Oh, is uh alright, so Sacrilege, uh, now they're Sacrilege BC, because of all, you know, how that goes. But it came out in, like, 86, and Marco, you know Sacrilege BC, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, like, uh, uh, Azagoth, the opening track just fucking slays, mm. especially, it's very time period, but. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. And uh, uh, what I was going to say, actually, did I mention, uh, oh, I did mention it, never mind. I, I was surprised you didn't say uh, Razor Evil Invaders, but. I know, Ra- Razor's going to be on the list, too. I fucking. Ah, uh, Cross Me Fool, such a badass song. The whole album's yeah, awesome. Yeah, they're just awesome in general. Um, are we still and, getting Cousin Kev on? 
No, he can't make it. He texted me, so yeah. He okay. But oh, oh, real quick, his picks were, uh, and actually, it's funny. I, I know what they were. He loves Beneath the Remains, and he loves The Art of Partying by uh, Municipal Waste. So Sepultura, Beneath the Remains, Art of Partying. I know those are the two he's going to talk about. He had a couple more, but uh, he didn't tell me the other ones. So, but those are uh, the two he was going to mention. So. Nice, some great picks. I'm amazed right. actually Sepultura didn't come up. I know yeah, schizophrenia was definitely on the list, but I'm surprised you guys didn't mention them. I, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't have great records, but and they deserve a shout out. But I was like waiting for one of you guys to announce one of oh, those records. You want to know what happened? Was Kevin uh, said he'd come on, and Beneath the Remains was actually like my number two record because you know Doug knows I love that album, and uh, and so I was like, oh, I'll take it off and give it to you. So it was actually supposed to be in my top five. So. Love the record. Oh, no shit. Mm-hmm. This was actually very tough. I know it's always tough when we have to narrow down shit, but especially when, like, you know, there's been 35-plus years of fucking great thrash. I mean, we there, there's a bunch of, you know, eight, nine, tenth wave bands, you know, like Mantic Ritual, Warbringer. Yeah. You know, the list goes on and on, but... I mean, and then... Good. Go ahead. I was gonna say they could go like deeper too. It's like there's so many genres within the genre, and there's so many time periods, countries. It's it's tough, but it's good though. It gets like the gets the brain going. You start to you know. Hopefully, one person checks out a band they normally wouldn't, and this podcast is worth it. You know. Oh, and Kevin, I have two bands that I want to give you to check out because I think you'll like them. One, I'll just give you their first album, Mayhemic Destructions, Mortal Sin, and I think we checked them out at your house, and you you were digging it one time when we were hammered and another band the, another one that made my honorables but i didn't want to list i have like 30 is uh power mad absolute power uh that Absolutely. album fuck, fucking phenomenal i think it'd be right okay. up highly clean vocals right. very very thrashy and i want you to check out power mad absolute power and let me know what you think okay. i think kevin actually right. remember the night that i sat in the corner and cried because you guys wouldn't let me listen to one song and talk about <laughs> Macbeth all night oh wait that's every time we fucking hang out but there, there was that night when we kind of went in that, like, random Shadows Fall, like, fucking Seven Day Curse, whatever kick. But I remember Power Mad came up, and I, I seen Kevin Bob in his head. Oh, Kevin lap. just texted me. Even right. though it's not Thrash, but Biohazard was his uh, number one. I don't know why that's on there. That's not Thrash. But one that's a uh, crossover, he had Speak Lingus or Die. So. Go to bed, oh. Kev. Go to bed. You're a married man now. What You're are you doing? Man. Yeah, go to bed. Congrats yeah, on the yeah, wedding, yeah. by the way, Kev, our, our number one listener. Yeah, man, yeah, and congrats Kevin, on the wedding. Kevin, podcast Kevin, I, I uh, just want to ask you one question. I don't know if you have honorable mentions, but what was your other possible top five pick? I'm just curious. Oh, no, no, I had already said. I said to you guys, like, I went first because I knew you guys would probably have more than me for tonight. I, I did Defiance, man. They're, they're my – Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, 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 okay. Yeah, and okay, all their, I, I love every Defiance record. Um, I just, they just, they were a killer band. But anyway, let's check some of these fucking bands out, dude. If you're into Metallica and shit, check them out. You probably won't like Sodom. I get that. I understand it. But, yeah, you know, but everything else I gave you is fucking wonderful. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in. Uh, yeah, man. This is Kev. Hey, Marco. we'll see you next month for our folk metal uh, fucking episode. <laughs> Marco. <laughs> and Doug. <laughs>